you, Jesus. We honour you, God, this morning. We pray that you are glorified this morning in this place at North Campus, at Tuoco Campus, online, that you are the greatest. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hey, did you know it's Tuoco Launch Day as well? That's pretty cool. So they're over there having a big party, which is awesome. Hey, if you don't know who I am, my name is Jay Rogers. I lead youth here at Activate Church. Yeah, yeah. Hey, why don't you say hi to a few people around you, connect with a couple of people as you take your seat. Hey, well, if you're a newcomer, it's your first or second time here at Activate Church. It is so amazing to have you with us today. And we'd love to connect with you and share some uh, information with you. And so if that's you, we'd love for you on your way out to grab a newcomer's pack uh, today. And also you can scan the QR code on the front of your seat. And we'd love to get in touch with you and help you on your journey, connect with you, do what we can. And uh, hey, we had a really, really amazing 9 a.m. This morning, we had Pastor Ray share an amazing joke with us, which is great. I won't get you to share it here, but don't worry, don't worry. But if you wanna, if you wanna hear it, go talk to him after. So I just put you in the, put you in the light. Hey, and also if you're watching online, it is so great to have you with us this morning. We pray that you're encouraged, that you're blessed. We have Pastor Simon sharing this morning, which is going to be awesome. We're looking forward to that. Hey, and we just came off an awesome week of Global Legacy. Who enjoyed that Miracle Sunday last week, which was awesome? Who received a miracle in the world in the last month? Few hands around the place. I've heard of quite a few miracles which have happened, which is amazing. I'd love to share a testimony with you if that's okay. And youth this Friday, so only this Friday, we prayed for our miracles at Activate Youth. We had three miracles on cards. And there was one boy who had uh, fell off a flying fox and landed on his back on some concrete. And he had stuffed his back up a bit. And so we got to pray for him. He came up the front, uh, received prayer. And he later on in the night, he he came up to me and said, look at this. And he starts jumping over the pew, starts jumping over the chair. I mean... It's hard to do that anyway, but this guy was healed. No pain in his back whatsoever, which is amazing. And I'd love to share a quick story with you. Sorry, can I grab my phone? Is that all good? It's from X. This is something which I've been so encouraged with recently. And uh, I shared it in youth on Friday. I'm actually sharing about it next Sunday night. And it's in Acts chapter 9. And we hear about a guy uh, called um, Aeneas. Is that how you say it, Simon? Aeneas. And there's also someone called Dorcas. Interesting name for sure. And so what we see in this passage is Aeneas is paralyzed. He cannot walk. And here comes some of Jesus' disciples and he gets up and walks. They tell him to pick up your mat and walk. So that's amazing, right? Then later on in the story, we see this woman called Dorcas and she had passed away. What happens is the disciples go upstairs. It's Peter, I'm pretty sure. And they tell her to get up in Jesus' name and she rises from the dead. She rises from the dead which is amazing. The part which I love about these two stories 
is that there was a flow-on effect from it. It said that after those miracles took place, many in those cities, many people came to Jesus. And so can I encourage you, if you had a miracle that happened in your world last Sunday, or you had a miracle in the last month, why don't you share it with some people? Because it can not only impact your life, but other people's lives. And it's something that we can share and we can see other people meet Jesus through. And I just think that's so encouraging, eh? I think it's incredible. Hey, who's had a birthday or wedding anniversary? Last week. We got a few hands in kids today. And God help there. Come on, any other one over there? A few birthdays in the house. Keep your hands high. We want to give you chocolate. Come on, who doesn't want chocolate? Keep your hands up high if you haven't received the chocolate. One over here. Today. Happy birthday, buddy. That is awesome. Well, great. I'd love to declare blessing over all the people who have had birthdays and wedding anniversaries this week. One over here as well. God, we thank you for all the birthdays. We thank you for all the wedding anniversaries. And God, we declare blessing. We declare favour upon each person who has had a birthday or wedding anniversary this week. We declare that this year is going to be the best yet. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Happy birthday, guys. Happy wedding anniversary if that was you. Well, that's enough for me. Well, you're still going to hear my voice in the news, but won't you turn your eyes to the screen? We're going to hear the Activate News. Hey everyone, welcome to Activate Church. This is what you need to know for this week. It's two o'clock launch day. Welcome. Welcome to the family. We want to let you know we've got a great team, a big team behind you, supporting you. So welcome to the family. Hey Tuaco, welcome to the family. Hey Tuaco. Hey, we are so excited to have you as part of the Activate family. Hey Tuaco, welcome to the family. Hey Tuaco, awesome to have you a part of the Activate family. Hey Tuaco, welcome to the team. It's going to be awesome. Welcome Tuaco, so great to have you with us. Hey guys, so stoked to have you guys a part of us. Welcome to Activate. Tuaco, it's great to have you on board with us. Hey Tuaco, it is amazing to have you on the journey with us. Global Legacy Month has been amazing and we've had so many people saying, how do we become part of it? How are we part of leaving this legacy? Well, there's so many teams that you can be part of that make an impact every week. And we're making it easy for you. You can be on one of our kids teams. You can be part of our hosting team, part of our creator team and so many more. So check it out and become part of the team. Hi, I'm Michael, head of school for Activate College and I've been in ministry for 30 years. At the start of that journey, someone sat down and explained to me what ministry could look like for me and what study options I might have. And I'd love to do the same for you. So please get in touch and we can go on this journey together. Hi, my name's Chris. I'm the leader of Community Link Trust. If your heart's been stirred to serve locally, I'd really like to talk to you. There's some amazing opportunities that don't require much of your time, maybe even only 10 hours a year, but they can make a huge difference in people's lives. If you want to pitch in and help, We'd love to have you on our canoe paddling with us. Come talk. 
Hi, thanks for being part of Global Legacy and thank you for putting your Faith Promise card in. We will announce the results in a couple of weeks, but in the meantime, if you haven't yet got a card, how about getting it in now because your part really, really matters. We want every person involved. Thanks. Coming up this week on Tuesday at 7pm, we have Inside Activate. It's held at Ruakuta Campus and we'd love to see you there. We also have Activate Prime coming up very soon on Wednesday at 10am. This is going to be held at Ruakuta Campus, why don't you come along? Last but not least, we have Healing Rooms on Saturday at 10.30am and that is also going to be at Ruakuta Campus. Now you're up to date. For more info, go to the info desk or our website at acnz.church. Awesome. Hey, if you come to Inside Activate this Tuesday as well, you will get an up-to-date result of where we're at with the Global Legacy offering then. So this Tuesday at 7pm, we would love to see you there, get some inside insights of what's happening in the life of Activate Church. Hey, we're going to spend some time uh, sharing communion together, and we've got an amazing man who's not only the best hairdresser in the world, sharing communion, but he is also an incredible man of God. So why don't we honour Blair Astwood as he comes and shares. my first time on stage since I think we've gone online so I'm not sure what it's right to do in terms of the internet um, and stuff so uh, um, so when I come around the, the communion table my starting point is always remembrance and I'm remembering because I'm told to. In 1 Corinthians uh, 11, 24 and 25, um, in part of the verses it says, do this in remembrance of me. So it says it twice around the, the bread and the, the wine or the juice. So that's why we're here around the communion, ta- communion table is to remember. I was listening to a podcast recently um, and they gave an illustration of, of salvation and I sort of hadn't heard it put this way but it was, it was quite effective and it was just three points and it just went, I am not perfect he is perfect and I am perfected and um, I think it's easy to sort of sit in the I am not perfect position uh, and I've when I focus on this point, especially when I look at my circumstances, I can sort of sit here and ponder and dwell and spend a lot of time. Um, and when I look at the circumstances around me, I, I sort of I have this card, and there's still a couple of miracles on there that um, I'm praying for and 
believing in. But I think to come around the table takes the focus off me, off my circumstances, off what I see around me. And it, it points the finger to God. And um, I guess when I, when I think about um, why Jesus told us to remember point three, that I am perfected. He was saying, take the focus off your circumstances and focus on what God has done for us. Um, and when I come to the, the remembrance part of it, or the remembering, um, I remember, or I, I focus on that we are perfected through the cross, by the cross. And I think we take communion to remember the cross. Um, I want to uh, read Psalms 103, um, 2 to 5. And uh, as you take the, the emblems, um, I'm I encourage you to meditate on, on this, this passage. And as you take the, the bread and the juices to reflect on God's goodness and grace. It says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget good things He has done for me. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is re renewed like the eagles. Um, so, as, as what I'll do is I'll pray and, um, and then you can take the emblems in, in your own time. Uh, but I encourage you just to meditate on, on that passage um, that God is good. Our Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who sacrificed, reconciled our relationship with you. As we take the bread and the juice, we remember your body that was broken, your blood that was shed, and that we shall not die, but have everlasting life. Amen. in your own time there's absolutely no rush if you'd like to join us in some musical worship if you worship best standing up you're more than welcome to do that if you just want to sit in his presence I wholeheartedly encourage you to do so God we thank you that you reside in us Lord that you reside in the praises of your people Lord let everything that we are praise you for your goodness 
your faithfulness and your grace, Lord, that makes up for our lack. God, let our worship turn our eyes to you and your wonder. God, I thank you that our circumstance doesn't dictate our praise, but our praise dictates our circumstance. Lord, we praise you, for you are a God of miracles.
Hey, thank you very much, band. How about we give them a hand? Fano, thank you, everyone, for that. Please grab a seat. Wonderful to be able to worship together, isn't it? Those of you who came to the latest service didn't have the frost that you had to hack off with an ice axe that we did with the earlier service, but it's great to be together. Amen. Who here enjoys karaoke? Karaoke. Anyone ever had a go at it? Yeah, my go-to, you got a go-to song? Mine is, mine is Bobby Darren's Mac the Knife. That's, 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 that's what everyone's going, what? But it's a good song. Give it a go when you go home. It's good fun. And uh, so that's my go-to song. And I remember going to a work-do one time, and, and I'd sung that, and it had gone really well, and I had a mate there too, and he had this beautiful baritone, and he'd sung his go-to song, and so we were pretty full of ourselves. We thought we were great. And um, <clears throat> we thought, hey, let's do a song together. Yeah, that will be a great idea. Don't, don't, don't wing stuff, guys. Don't wing it, you know. Know what you're getting into. So anyway, we thought, hey, who knows the Hollies? And they have a great song, He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. Great song, great theme. Starts off easy enough. The road is long. See, that's right, I can reach that key. And so I'm standing there. We didn't realise it gets higher. So about halfway through, it's getting, if I'm leading, it's getting really high. And I'm like, oh my gosh, well, that's only halfway. It just gets higher and higher. And so we were just, we, we were screeching. We were, we were failing to hit the notes. Um, so we dropped a whole octave, which just destroyed the Hollies classic. People were turning around and talking. It was horrible. And my mate and I looked at each other, and there was nothing to do. There was still two and a half minutes to go in the song. <laughs> Lucky it wasn't Don McLean's. American Pie, that's got 14 verses. And so we just looked at each other, put our arms around each other, and carried on singing. Um, who knows that when you go through hard times, it's often easier to go through it together. <laughs> that's all. Who would like to give their hearts to Jesus this morning? Um, 
this idea. Look, together it's a common theme, isn't it? It's a common theme in music. The Beatles sang in the 60s, Come Together. Um, Captain and Tennille sang in the 70s, Love Will Keep Us Together. That's right, I'll get to the decade where you fellas will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Rick Astley sang in the 80s, Together Forever. That's going to be in your head now, sorry. Taylor Swift sang in 2012, we are never ever getting back together. I probably shouldn't have included that one. <laughs> I was struggling as we got further on. But there's a comfort and a power in togetherness, isn't there? Together, it's a key human theme. Um, I was reading a story, Barbara Brokoff writes a book, uh, Grapes of Wrath and Grace. And she talks about uh, a group of American tourists in Italy. They've got an English uh, tour guide. And they go to visit this basilica in the middle of this piazza that's surrounded by lanes and lanes of traffic. So the bus drops them off, they go into the church and they have a look and it's, you know, it's really good. And then they come out and the bus is parked way across the lanes of traffic. So this group of tourists have to somehow cross this manic uh, road of, 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 of you know, hard out driving and they're going, how do we do this? And as they start off, the... the <laughs> the guide shouts out to them, hollers at them, you cross one by one, you'll get, hit by, you'll get hit by one by one. But if you cross together, people will think you'll hurt the car. So stay together. You know, and there's, there's much to be said, isn't there, for unity, for the strength that comes from life together. Um, you know, at hard times in my life, I've often stood... And I've faced circumstances that have just seemed overwhelming. And, and I've thought, I, I don't know what I'm going to do here. And there's been a threat of being overwhelmed by fear and hopelessness. That's, that's what I grew up with. I didn't grow up with a life of faith. I grew up with a life of fear. And so I was just, 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 just fearful of this, this being overwhelmed. And, I, and I turned, I've often turned to my wife in, in these times and I've said, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And there's just that, that sense of being crippled by fear. And inevitably she looks at me and she says something like this. It's okay. We'll face it together. God is with us. He's never let us down. See, that's faith. If you want to get a sense of faith, that's not theoretical. You know, in the... In, in, in the in the, in the furnace of life, trusting and leaning on God. You know, and the Bible, the Bible shows us this very clearly. Sin, you know, that selfish impulse, that destructive impulse at the heart of us as human beings and, and, and societies and communities. Sin scatters people. The Spirit gathers people. Uh, sin destroys community. Whereas the Spirit restores and builds community. Where sin isolates and divides people, the Spirit creates unity and brings us together. That's, that's the, those are the two competing armies, so to speak, that, that, that stand facing each other across the, the vast battlefield of our souls. Ooh, that was poetic, wasn't it? To bring us together, me and God, me and you. So there's we, us. 
And I think the advent of individualism and consumerism and rights and stuff has degraded that sense of us that was so much a part of life for our forebears. The value of the individual had to happen. Had to happen. But often at the expense of what? And so as we move towards the book of Acts, I want to recall the story of uh, the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11. And of course, if you know the story, uh, there's a unity among the people at the time, but it's a, it's, it's a godless unity. It's a unity born of godless arrogance and pride, and in their pride, they want to create a name for themselves. So they create this tower. They want to make a name for themselves, not for God. And so God scatters them. This is the effects of sin from Eden, the disobedience of God. Cain has killed his brother rather than cared for him, and sin has spread cancerously through the world. So that humanity has united against God and God has had to scatter humanity for its own good. And we see here, uh, the Lord confused the people with different languages. So there's this confusion and scattering that is the effect of sin. As we move into the book of Acts and we continue this theme that Pastor Sheridan has us on, we're looking at the theme of together that, that is part of the book of Acts. And when we come to Pentecost... Pentecost is the reversal of Babel. Because at Pentecost, rather than a scattering, there's now an ingathering by the Spirit of the peoples of all the worlds. And we see rather than a confusion of languages, rather the people are saying, we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things that God has done. People from Crete, people from Egypt, people from, Lita, from all over the known world. Now there's a unity in the Spirit. And so Pentecost, God, there's the sin, uh, there's the sin that's come from Eden, and, and we see the Tower of Babel and the scattering, but God gets Abraham. And all families on earth are going to be blessed through him, and ultimately that's done through Jesus. And so at Pentecost, we see the outpouring of the Spirit. And so in the book of Acts, we start to see the outworking of God's plan of redemption. Christ has died and risen again, and the Spirit has been poured out. And the Spirit is starting to bring together the peoples of the world, this ingathering, this ingathering of people to bring them together into a community of His family, gathering the scattered people of the world, and the healing of the nations starts, starts to begin. And it's a process that the Spirit is still doing today. And my goodness, don't we need it? So in the early church, we see the work of the Spirit in this ingathering, this, this creating of community, this building of the church, uh, this new family of God's people. And so this morning, I want to look at two key passages. And I want to look at them because acts we often associate with power and the miraculous. And I want to look at these, but then I want to look around them too So as we, as we explore this theme of together. So I've got the verses here uh, on PowerPoint. You should be able to follow along uh, at home too, those of you who are viewing online. Uh, but we're starting with Acts 2, verse 43. And if you have a look there, a deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. That's, that's a sense of awe, not just over the church, but around the surrounding people. And there's this performance of miracles and signs and wonders. And in Acts, uh, in Acts 4, we read, with great power, the apostles... Uh, continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. So here we see very clearly 
the, the, the power at work in the book of Acts and in the early church. And rightly so, yeah? Acts 1.8. How many of us know Acts 1.8? The words, you will receive power when the Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses throughout the world. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Power to witness. Power to share. Power for the miraculous. Power to see people's lives transformed. And so as Pentecostal and charismatic Christians, rightly so, we see the power of, of, of God at work in his evangelistic work and the miraculous work that's going on. But what I'd like to do is have a look around these verses just to, uh, you know, looking at this evangelistic power and grace in its biblical context and just see what's going on. And so let's, let's start with the Acts 2 passage. So Acts 2, we've got this deep sense of awe and we see the apostles performing many miraculous signs. But what's happening beforehand? Well, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them. The apostles performed many miraculous signs. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, carrying on their Jewish roots, and they met in home for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. There's a lot going on in that context, eh? Not just miracles of, of, of healing and the like, but have a look at what's going on in the church. It is an amazing description of a loving community. Uh, I love Philip Yancey's description of being the church here as inward, around, upward, and outward. So inward, as they, as they study the apostles' teachings and they look to be changed and transformed and walk out being a new creation. Uh, around, as they look around at the new family of God's people and see that there's need and they have meals for one another and they, they take care of one another. Upward, as they worship God. And outward as they evangelize and as they share and meet the needs of the world around them. There's generosity, there's sharing, there's life together in each other's homes. And as they worship, people see what's going on and they're getting saved. The Lord added to their fellowship daily. Now, let's do the same with the passage in Acts 4. So we've got our verse. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's grace was powerfully at work in them all. Power, powerfully, miraculous, awesome. Look at the verse beforehand. All the believers were one in heart and mind. That's miraculous. That's miraculous. Let's carry on. They worshipped together. Oh, sorry, that's not that passage. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. That's miraculous. In a world of consumerism, that's miraculous. Carrying on, 
Oh, actually, I've got this in the NIV because it shows that that middle verse isn't a complete sentence. So we see, with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. What's the sign of God's grace so powerfully at work among them? No needy people. There was no social welfare in the ancient world. If you didn't have whānau, you're gone. But the church became a family. We carry on. From time to time, those who owned land or houses, those who had excess, sold them. Now, there were, there were Christians who had their houses. No one made people do this. You didn't have to do this to be a Christian. But those who had excess would often sell in order to take care of those who didn't have anything. Later on, Paul will say, hey, work with your own hands. You know, you've got to... So there's this balance going on as this fledgling community works out what is it to work in the Spirit. But here we see they bought the money from the sales, put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Can I be honest with you? As I was reading these passages and preparing this message, this was foreign world to me. This was challenging to me. A lot of what was going on here was challenging. Throughout Acts, we read about the church's power and grace. It's evangelistic power. And the way it was growing as the word of God was preached. But note what precedes and follows Luke's descriptions of that power and grace. What do we read? We read about social unity. Harmony. Loving community, the sharing of material wealth and possessions, are people living the one another life as Pastor Rex would often share. Living the life of faith together. And, and, and look, look at, looking at it in its context, this is revolutionary, this is, this is phenomenal, because this fledgling church is made up of people from different ethnic backgrounds that did not mix in the ancient world. They just didn't mix. When Jesus sat at the well with the woman of Samaria, that didn't happen. Holy Jewish men didn't sit with women of scarlet backgrounds from Samaria. There were too many barriers up there, social, cultural. Jesus broke those down. I think that's part of why we love him. Paul would write that there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, but all are one in Christ Jesus. And that's not a homogenous what we need is a great big melting pot because there were still Jews and Greeks. There were still slaves and free. There were still males and females, but they made space for one another in their uniqueness and diversity and loved one another as a family. And this is part of God's vision for us. People who didn't normally mix together, aristocrats and slaves, called one another brothers and sisters. Read Paul's letter to Philemon. And the challenge there for Philemon to receive back his runaway slave Onesimus and how revolutionary that letter must have been in the ancient world. For now the slave is no longer a thing but a brother. How revol I'm getting goosebumps. How revolutionary that was. That's part of why we're living in the world we are today. It's because of the seeds that Paul sowed way back then. 
And this is miraculous whānau. Bigotry. Ethnic division. The relinquishing of power. Status. That just doesn't happen without God. And uh, indeed, the proclamation of the risen Lord uh, in this young church appears to have gained much of its credibility and power because of the values, the family values, the family behaviours, the family love of this church as it grew. Let me show you some of the ancient witnesses and what they might say. First is a guy, Lucian of Samosata. He was a, uh, a Syrian Greek writer who would mock religious writings and, and, and often mock Christianity. Here's what he said. He tells us, their first lawgiver, Jesus, persuaded them that they were all brothers of one another. Wherever they came from, whatever walk of life, they were all brothers and sisters. Uh, Julian the Apostate was an emperor who tried to outlaw Christianity and, and institute the old paganism. And he says the impious Galileans, that's Christians, support not only their poor, but ours as well. And he's not happy, because that's a bad look. So the Christians are supporting those who are against them. Which kind of sounds like what Jesus said about the cheek and the turning. And, and then Tertullian, uh, second century early church father, says, uh, he says, this is what the pagan world exclaimed. They said, see how they love one another. Why? Because it just didn't happen. People of different ethnicities, people from different statuses of life. Women and children who had no status, suddenly, in this family, have a new status, a new value. Because now they're children of God. Together. You know, I just jump forward a little bit and I think of my children here in this church and, and I use the word mentors, I suppose. You know, uh, Ruby's growing up, she had Nicole Coffin who was a fantastic mentor for her in her, her youth years. Really encouraging, just that significant other, other than parents, you know, speaking into lives. And, and then later on, Nicola Gorman speaking, Tyra Palmer, encouraging her in terms of music and worship. Of late, Naomi Vinyarsfeld, who I knew as a young woman who now is a, is, is a mum of, of young sons and is now sort of inputting. That's how Farno works. Um, you know, my sons, uh, Ashley Muller has done so much for them. Baptised both of them. Or was involved with both of them. You know, um, uh, you know, it's taken my oldest son out just to spend time talking in a way that dad, you know, it's just easier than dad, who's the lawgiver at times. Um, you know, my youngest son, too, loves, loves Ashley, you know, hangs out with six foot 19 Simeon Bartlett, just loves being around them, you know, tūkana teina, older, older brother, younger brother stuff going on. Joseph Hellerman, a man called Joseph Hellerman, wrote a wonderful book entitled When the Church Was a Family, and he explores how the early church grew from a, the small Jewish sectarian movement to cover the whole Roman Empire. And in Hellerman's view, he says that the church uh, took the cultural view of the time of the group first, called a strong group culture, the group first, and they applied it to the church and they lived like Mediterranean brothers and sisters. And, uh, and Hellerman says this, uh, 
that? No, I haven't. Hellman says this. The early Christians turned the world upside down. When the church was a family, the church was on fire. When the church was a family, the church was on fire. This love, this living together, empowered by the Spirit and God's family together is a key part of our witness to the world. And that's what I've got on the next slide. John 13 tells us, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. There's an old song that finishes, and they'll know we are Christians by our love. You know that one? And they'll know we are Christians by our love. Not they'll know we are Christians because we point out the stink things they do. They'll know we are Christians because we'll rain on their parade somehow. No, 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 no. They'll know we are Christians by our love, which isn't to deny holiness or righteousness. Somehow those two must be wedded in the Christian life, eh? So here's the challenge. When the world looks at us, do they see a community marked by divine love? When Hamiltonians look at us, do they see a love that transcends social boundaries, cultural boundaries, or more of the same? Do they feel awe at what they observe? Thinking about um, lockdown, try not to too much. But if you remember, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a tough time, wasn't it? And, uh, and I remember, I was reading this article, because I remember at the, to, at the time I had some friends who were quite overseas who were quite upset with the way our nation was doing things. And I was sort of going, oh, okay. And, 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 and we, can think, we have different views about the government and, and what they did and how things should have been done and all the rest of it. But I think... In general, New Zealanders banded together to make it work because we wanted the best for everyone. Fair call? We wanted the best for everyone. And if what was best for everyone was me not going around spreading my germs, then I'll stay here. And I put pressure on businesses and I put pressure on families. Yes, yeah, absolutely. it was hard times. But we did it together. We did it together. And I was reading an article, a stuff article, Together Apart, that looked at vignettes of Kiwis sort of uh, looking to stick together through compassion and kindness through lockdown, uh, sort of communities coming together, strangers becoming friends. And there's a woman, Jenny Rhodes, who along with her father, Fred, and her husband, Matt, they were the owners of the Wooden Farmer restaurant in Patarudu, and they knew four weeks of lockdown was coming up, and so they were going to be shutting down. But she was also aware that there were people in Patarudu who were going to be hurting. And she had all this stock, all this food. So she decided, she, she called the community, and she, she rang them and said, look, there's all this free food, come and get it. And so they, people came in, and it says they got words of love. Staff came in, even though they weren't rostered to help distribute this food. And uh, she was very aware of how hard it was going to be for a number of families in Patarudu. And here's what she, here's what she said. 
It's this community. This is how we work in times of crisis. We work together for each other. When I read that, that last sentence struck me. We work together for each other. That's the church. That, that's a great description of the church and what the church should be. We work together for each other. And I think in lockdown, we, we grasped something of this again, didn't we? We, we, we? we looked at the way our lives were and we thought, hang on, what's been going on? And we, some of us will remember the way life used to be. You know, when I was a kid in Wairu, my neighbor across the road had a phone. We didn't. And when my dad went on maneuvers in the army to Tonga, he would ring my neighbor. And she would walk across the road and get my mum. And my mum would go and talk to dad on the phone. That doesn't work with us in community. You know? We knew our neighbours. The world has gotten quicker and busier and faster and unfriendlier. But as I ponder this, uh, this, this lockdown setting too, I come back to one of our own, Pastor, Pastor Gary Coffin. And... Uh, you know, wonderful, wonderful man. Some of you will know him as a uh, blitzing former winger of the uh, Hamilton Maris President's rugby team. No? Okay. Um, thank you. So very good, very fast. He, he's in his like, late 50s, early 60s, and he's blitzing young fellas on the outside. It was amazing. But prior to lockdown... They're going into lockdown. So here's the, here's the, here's the pastor of Activate Church, Tokoroa. And they put this database together, and they made sure that they were looking after their, their members in the church. And so um, they, they allocated people in the church to make sure that everyone was taken care of and, and liaising with them. And people were contributing food, and there were people to deliver medical supplies and, and, and pick, up, pick up meds and donate food or even just time to serve. And it was so successful that when the Tokoroa Council of Social Services uh, came and asked if the church needed any help, Pastor Gary was able to explain to them, oh, no, no, we're all right. We've got our own food bank and we're our own support network. And the South Waikato website that it tells this story, it's not a church website, says they were amazed and immediately contacted the South Waikato Topo Emergency Management Team and asked if Tokoroa Activate Church would help to distribute civil defence welfare packages. And Pastor Gary said, yeah, of course. And so, and so they got on board with this in Tokoroa, serving the community. And you go, okay, that's cool for lockdown. And it all goes back. No, 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 no. Here's, here's a picture from April earlier this year. And so uh, the gentleman sitting next to Pastor Gary is... Uh, Jimmy Boswell, he's the manager of Love Soup Tokoroa. And they've noted that food poverty has risen by 400% in the last year. And so families have really been struggling. And so once every fortnight they would come together and, and the numbers have just gone up. It's, it's, it's sort of around 400 meals that they're preparing for families. Um, and so I think the kitchen is used in, in the Activate Church in Tokoroa. Um, no doubt they'd be involved in deliveries as well. Um, also working with Women's Refuge and New World who contribute food. And so this partnership going on within the community. And Pastor Gary was put forward as a, as a hero 
as a Waikato lockdown hero. And of course, in typical Pastor Gary fashion, he was like, oh, no, we're all community heroes. And he gave glory to Jesus. And he goes on to say this. He says, we are a community-focused church and believe everyone deserves a helping hand regardless of religion, race, or background. I've been challenged in the wake of the shootings in Christchurch. And, you know, there's this, there's this ugly racist underbelly to New Zealand at times that's, that's coming out in the rhetoric on social media. And, 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 and uh, discussions about people from different sectors of society or people who are coming from other countries and stuff like that. But I've been challenged by words of Pastor Rick Warren that says, I do not need to compromise my convictions to show compassion. I can love anyone. I can love anyone and be a lover of Jesus. And so in this, we see, I honestly think that, that the community looked, and look, Community Link and what, and what was going on here. You know, if I talk to Alan Hall and the work and the delivery that was going on, that fellow was busy as delivering and helping out and serving. And then sitting out, uh, sitting out in their cul-de-sac, meeting their neighbours to check that everyone was all right. Acts shows us that the Spirit calls us from all walks of life. And there's a real challenge in this, you know, as people, you know, this sort of post-COVID animosity that people have toward anyone who's different the gospel calls us to love all people and in God's church and his family the peoples of Africa the peoples of Europe and Asia the peoples of the Americas Australia and New Zealand Oceania the Pacific peoples Melanesia and Micronesia He, he looks to gather them all in and we see at the end of time that there will be people from every nation, tribe, and tongue worshipping before God. We're called to a unity that's not, not conformity. I don't look like you. You don't need to look like me. But it is a diversity and unity where the Spirit brings us together to make space for one another in love, together. People from all walks of life from every range of the economic spectrum, every range of the educational spectrum, brothers and sisters. And we've got to push back against some cultural stuff in order to embrace that. We're called to live together in God's family in loving unity. And that loving unity will be a light to a world that craves belonging, that craves identity, that craves love. And at the base of it all, craves to be reunited with their Heavenly Father. Can I just ask you to bow your heads for a moment, please? You weren't created to do life alone. You were created to do life together with a God who loves you.
is infinitely interested in you. Not a God who looks down and tut-tuts and wants to point out what's wrong, but a God who adores you and who loves you so much that Jesus came to the cross to bear what we couldn't bear so that we could walk into all that God has for us. You are loved. You are accepted. God wants you to live together with Him. He wants you to learn to live together with His people. If you feel that call from the Spirit in your heart this morning to respond to Jesus, to say, yes, Lord, I want to do life together with you. It may be the first time you've never done it before. You may have just drifted and be thinking, you just want to, you just want to come home, walk in and sit down. Or your family. Your father's waiting for you. So if you just if, if that's you this morning and you think, yes, Lord, I want, I want to live together with you. I want to live together with your people. I want to know something of your love. I want to know your acceptance. I want to know your power in my life. Can I just get you to raise your hand quickly? We want to be able to pray with you, to stand with you. But first and foremost, it's between you and God. So if that's you this morning, can I just ask you to raise your hand? Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these precious people. I thank you for my brothers and sisters sitting here in this this building. I thank you for my brothers and sisters who are sitting at home watching online. And I ask, Lord, that you would draw us closer to you, that you would uh, bind us to yourself, Lord, with love. Help us to love you more. And Lord, would you bind us together as brothers and sisters, as your people, Bind us together with the cords of your unbreakable love, I pray. Lord, teach us to live the life that you long for us to be. Help us to be a light as a community, as a family of your people, as an outpost of heaven, to be a light to the world around us. Lord, we pray that as an axe, that they might look and there may be a sense of awe and they might be amazed and they might, as Tertullian said 2,000 years ago, And as people in Tokoroa said recently, see how they love one another. See how they love one another. That, Lord, they might see your love through us. Lord, help us to love with your love. Help us to love like you love. Lord, I thank you for these precious people and I pray that you would help us to glorify you. I pray, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And now may the Lord, I pray, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace, both now and evermore. Amen. Bless you, church. Bless you at home. Bless you this morning. Awesome. Why don't we give Him a hand? Thank you so much. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling challenged and encouraged. And it's so cool. I love hearing about 
Pastor Gary and Activate Church in Tokoroa. And we just came out of a month of global legacy and hearing what we're a part of. And come on, Tokoroa and uh, Topo both being impacted uh, by Activate Church, which is just amazing. So that's so encouraging to hear. And not only that, we got our launch of Tuaco, like I said earlier, and we're going to hear from them right now, real briefly. So turn your eyes to the screen. Great, look cool. Officially, it's so good to be here. We're celebrating with you. Thank you for help making it happen. Yeah. We believe that God's going to do wonderful things in this town. Yeah. So it's great to celebrate with you today. Have a great morning. Come on, how cool is that? Activate Tuaco, now going. That is so awesome. Hey church, thank you so much for your giving as well. Hey, we had our global legacy offering last week, our promise offering. And if you come to Inside Activate, uh, like I said before, this Tuesday, 7 p.m. here at Rurikuta Campus, you'll be able to have a bit of an update on where we're at. And it's not too late to get involved. We hope that everybody who calls Activate their home is involved because it's not about the amount, it's about being a together like pastor simon just preached about there is power and unity and being together so i encourage you it's not too late if you haven't been involved in that hey if you would like prayer as well please come to the front don't be shy we'll have a team that would love to stand with you in prayer that'll be awesome and tonight at the 6 p.m gathering we have shekinah who's going to be speaking so i encourage you come along it's going to be awesome she's one of our amazing young adult leaders so would love to see you there should we finish off with some praise? Yeah, awesome. Why don't we get up to our feet, loosen up a bit, and finish off with some praise. Have a great Sunday. I want to give. I want to give you what you deserve.
Amen. Enjoy. I cannot jump. 